2: Gator Nation, welcome back to the respect our decision pod of the people. We had a little tape delay right there, so just uh, alive, edit, that, edit that from your memory, <laughs> <laughs> guys. Welcome back to our pod of the people episode that we do every week, where we answer the questions and that you send to us, try to put a little context behind them, an answer if we have it, opinions, whatever you want to call them. I want to say big thanks to everybody that downloaded this podcast last week. It was the very first time we had ever uploaded it to podcast form. Of course, before that, it has always been a YouTube exclusive show. We appreciate all the downloads on that. We hope that was a lot more convenient for some of you that aren't able to get to the YouTube and watch these episodes. So, but if you are watching on YouTube and this is uh, maybe your first time visiting the channel, or maybe you've just held out on doing so, Give us give us a subscribe if you wouldn't mind. We really appreciate it. It helps channel a great deal. Drop a like and leave us a comment and or a question for next week's episode down below, guys. All right, Wes. Wes is back in the saddle for this week's part of the people. As y'all know, y'all listened and watched last week. I was very out of sorts. <laughs> Didn't have Wes reading the questions. Wes, what's our first question this week?
0: All right. This is uh from my boy Chris Sorley. I'll go with you first, CJ. Uh he said, Will the offensive line be average, good, or great this year? And how many of you guys already put money down that we beat the five under five five point five under over as far as wins this year? We can all answer that second question, but you can go ahead with the first one, CJ. Uh I
1: think they're gonna be average. I I mean Average to good, I think, as long as they're not bad. You know, they can just be average. I I don't need – that's the way I look at this whole team. I don't need good. I don't need great. I just need average. Just get us along. Just get us to the next year. It's all about just advancing at this point. It's just like we got to get to the next stage in the rebuild because this year is going to be, you know, on the surface, it's probably going to be kind of tough, you know, Combined with your schedule and who you have left, and where the talent is, how many young players you're going to have that are focal points in both sides of the football. Um, so I, I'll say average to good. Um, I hadn't put any money down. I don't. I don't really gamble. That's just not me. Um, not against it. Not like you know, picket fence. You know, hey, don't do that. Nothing like that. I just don't. I usually I usually jinx the teams I bet on, so I don't bet on them anymore. Um, <laughs> if if you, if you did bet, would you bet the over? Yeah. Oh, man, that's so over five hundred.
2: Over five five, five and, and a half wins. So we'd win six games. Would you bet that we'd win I'd, six games? I I'd
1: I'd take the. I'd probably take the over. Um, not and that over is like six and a half, you know, <laughs> like it, it, you know, because I don't, I don't believe we'll have a losing season. I believe there's wins to be had on the schedule. Um, you know, I, I'm sorry if that's not very optimistic, raw raw fan of me, but I just know where we're at and I understand it. And I'm not going to, I'm going to be mad watching us lose when we lose like any fan, but I'm not going to be up in arms because I understand where we're at.
2: Yeah, I don't bet on football. I don't. I don't bet on on lines. Let me put it that way. I'll get on DraftKings or FanDuel, and I'll play a little of a uh, you know fantasy there.
0: Guys, are, you, you, you're doing like see you taking literal. Let's not be literal. Just if, if would you? Do I
2: think we'll win more than than yeah. five and a half games? Yeah, I absolutely do. Okay. As of right now, I'm actually a lot more optimistic probably than I was a month ago. As, Just because I see the attitude of the team and the way they've come together, I start thinking about how much better I believe the defense will be over last year. I, I went from where I thought we'd probably be six and six to now I'm really getting to that seven five eight and four territory. So hopefully, hopefully even better than that.
0: I echo what Hurst said. That's how I feel as well, Chris. All right, Matthew Hayden Hurst says. What players do you think will have a breakout season and which players do you think it's time to, to
2: answer, get off the pot.
0: Yeah. Esther get off the pot. I don't know if I want to curse or what, but yeah.
2: Um, break the pot. Breakout season. I mean, I think a low hanging fruit one is Shamar James. I think Shamar James has all sec ability, sec ability. Um, I think he could, he could probably be the star of the defense. I think, Kelby Collins, I think, is going to have a breakout season as well. I really, really do. I think he's going to play a lot more than we even think so right now. Offensively, I mean, uh, Andy Jean obviously is, is an easy one. I think Cam Carroll is going to surprise people. I, I really do. I think he's going to get more carries. Um, people keep talking about if if – NTN and, and Montreal are both going to have a 1,000 yards rushing. And the only reason I don't believe that's going to happen is because I think Cam Carroll is going to get a lot of those carries and, and keep those guys fresh. I really think that's going to happen. Uh, Shitter, get off the pot, guys. Um, Kamari Wilson. I mean, as of right now, if he didn't make it to the season, I wouldn't be surprised. And that might shock a lot of people for me to say that. Um, he's been close to transferring a couple of times. It just is what it is. So camp's gonna gonna show how strong of a of, of a mindset he has. Um, Wingo. I mean, I don't think that surprises anyone. The young man's been here for a while now. Um, so, offensively, uh, I don't really have anybody too big on the offense. Um, Frazier's. Frazier's, I hate to say it for your man, but, I mean, it's now or never for that young man. If he doesn't do anything, I mean, you know, it, it probably ain't going to happen. Um, and Graham Mertz, <laughs> I mean, honestly, that that one's kind of plays itself. If You're either going to sink or you're going to swim, Mr. Mertz. It's up to you.
0: All right, uh, CJ, next question. Uh, he says, are there any coaches on the staff on the hot seat,
1: whether it be from recruiting or development reasons, or is it
0: too soon to tell?
1: That's too soon to tell. Um, I, I would guess you would be <laughs> looking at the offensive line coaches. Um, and as bad as uh, you guys might not want to hear this, as long as Billy Dapier is the coach, unless Rob Sale gets called back to the NFL, he's probably going to be here. Um, in some capacity, at least. It's just the way it is. And you understand that you're going to look at it as like, oh, you know, Dan Dan Mullen had these relationships and he wouldn't let him go or what have you. As bad as that sucks, every coach in the country has another coach on their staff that they cannot fire. They cannot get rid of. It's just, it is what it is. You have like a coach that comes in that's your friend. Um, and that's where we're at. Um, I don't think anybody else is going to be fired because I don't know if anybody else is doing a bad job. Um, Bateman's exceeding expectations at this point um, because of where we were last year. Um, Corey Raymond's just now getting a hold of the whole secondary. You know, Austin Armstrong just got here. So there's really not a lot of guys that I could point to right now that I would say would be hot seat eligible. Um, so I don't, I don't think, I think it's too early to tell if you want to, you want to say that. All right. Hirsch,
0: this is from Ryan Guerin. Uh Both. I think Hirsch already answered your question. So this is from Ryan. Hirsch said, do you think DJ Pickett would be our first five star of the 2025 class? I am excited to see him play as I'm, uh, Close to the lo- local to the school, I will give him all the gated chops I can to see if he does it better. <laughs>
2: Man, Ryan, I hope so. I really do. Uh, you know, um, let me go Kodak on you for a minute. Um, <laughs> we talked about this in the main show. You've probably listened to it by now. Uh, until we get a, get a kid out of Tampa, though, a big time kid out of Tampa. <clears throat> I have a real hard time saying it's it's a it's gonna happen. Um but he looks like it could be the best opportunity absolutely at this time, given how many trips he's taken. Corey Raymond obviously is recruiting him. Our major competition right now seems to be Michigan, which just is very odd to me, you know, that a kid from, from Florida and let alone Tampa going to Michigan. Um I mean, you know, you've seen Ohio State, Bama, and Georgia come to Florida and take a lot of guys, but not usually Michigan, so um, he'll be on campus this weekend for the for the grill in the ville. So it's like the third time he's been here in the last couple of months. Get it done, man. It'd be great. I don't expect him to commit anytime soon, though.
0: All right, uh, CJ, this is from Charlie South. He says since Goodwin is now since Goodwin is now gone, does that make O line number one priority? I think it's still our Achilles heel.
1: I think that it was already a priority before he left. I don't know how many times I could say this. You've got to have an elite offensive line to win football games, especially in our conference. And really now the way football is set up, it isn't that even to that point. If you want to win a national championship at this level, you have to have a good offensive line. That's it, bar none, because at some point, You're going to have to go through Georgia or you're going to have to go through Alabama or you're going to have to go through Ohio State or you're going to have to go through Michigan to get there. And if you don't have a good offensive line, they're going to eat you alive. Uh, So I don't think that there's any choice. I mean, you could look at teams. We've seen evidence of it. Look at what happened to TCU last year. TCU ran the table. They ran the gamut. They got there, and then you saw what happened. You've got to line up dude for dude with these with these teams. You, you know you could play a cupcake schedule and blow your way through it, but if you don't have the dudes, you're going to get exposed at some point. Um, so you need an offensive line. You've got to have elite talent on the offensive line. Whether that and again, if you if Rob Sale proves to be this elite all world, you know developer of talent. And we look at his guys that he brought in. They're three-star players, but they're NFL-level all-conference players. Then we're done with this conversation. It doesn't matter. But based on what we know, that doesn't always happen like that. For the most time, you need the talent. Um, So you've got to focus on it. And it's going to be a hard spot. Um, I don't know what the plan is. We mentioned in the other show, we've got three big-time offensive linemen. Coming in to visit from the twenty five class, um, you know I would have loved to have some of those guys in the twenty four class. You got Fletcher Westfall; um, he's a good you know start, and you got Kearney last year. That helps, um, but but you've got to get a little more. You've got to got to push through here at some point. So it, 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 like I said, with Goodwin being gone, it leaves a gap. But it was already a, a main focus before he left.
0: All right, Hirsch, next question from Justin Wood. What game were you most excited to see the Gators play this year?
2: Hmm. I mean, obviously the first one, I'm always going to say the first one. I was about
0: to say Utah.
2: <laughs> Utah, Utah, but, man, I really don't know how that game is going to go. A lot of new pieces, the altitude, make no mistake about it, That plays a, that's going to play in. But, honestly, Tennessee in the Swamp. That's that's my that's my biggest one right there. I think that one is really going to prove to me where this team is at for this season. I, I really think getting Tennessee early, um, Milton playing in that environment. Hopefully, we absolutely uh, pack the doors out and um, and and shake the building and give that man a,
0: a hard time. All right, CJ. Plus, I
2: hate losing to Tennessee,
1: man. <laughs>
0: What rival SEC stadium would you uh, like to visit for a game?
1: Uh, I think I said this before. Mississippi State is one I'd love to go to. I've got a good friend that lives over there, and I'd like to go over there with the Cowbells and stuff. And, you know, don't really have any bad blood with them. So it's not like, you know, a team that you dislike, you know. Um, you know, you could say LSU, but you know, I just don't like LSU. So (laughs) a little emotional uh, stake in there. But Mississippi State, I'd I'd like to go visit Mississippi State. All right, Hirsch. Uh, how many commits
0: do we land at the barbecue this weekend? Not immediately, but how many you think we get from in the next month or a signing day? You think we get any of these guys that, that are uncommitted that come in this weekend?
2: I mean, probably, hey, but this is, this is, here's the thing. You only have a handful of, not even a handful of kids coming for 2024. So I'll say you probably get one. I'll say maybe you get one of these guys. Maybe it's a Wardell Mack or Jamari Howard. And then 2025 after that, that's a crap shoot, Honestly, yeah. I mean, you're, you're just starting to build a lot of these relationships do I think you'll get some? Absolutely. Because I guarantee you, if you go back and look at last year and who all came to it last year, and I haven't done this, but and I don't even really recall, to be very honest with you, because I'm I'm old. <laughs> but um I'm sure there were a handful of kids that were there last year that are that are in this class. Absolutely. So I mean, you know, I can't I can't really put a, a number on it, but I'm I'm sure we'll get some of them. All
0: right, CJ. The last question is from Justin Wood again, and I lost the question, but then I have it again. Is <laughs> uh, what team do you think the media is overhyping this year that would have a disappointing year? I'm gonna go first while you ponder that because I was looking at it. Notre Dame, <laughs> FSU.
1: <laughs> yeah, FSU's low hanging fruit. Um, I'm gonna say Wisconsin. Wisconsin was projected to finish first in their side of the Big Ten, and I watched them play, watching a lot of Grant Mertz's film, and I think Luke Fickle's going to do a good job there, but it ain't going to be this year. Uh, I mean, that's that's an uphill climb. You're, you're talking at you know with the Big Ten and who you have to play, um, and I think Matt Rule, I think Matt Rule and Nebraska will end up being in a better position this season than Wisconsin. And that's a slide against Wisconsin. I just think they've got to redo an entire team. I, I'll compare it to this. You remember when Jeff Collins took over Georgia Tech? And it didn't end well for him. But you go to Georgia Tech and you've got to completely tear down what Paul Johnson had done because it was so old and so archaic. And, and you, you had to completely revamp where you you had an offense with eight running backs and no tight ends to to flip the flip the team. Now you look at Wisconsin where they were running, you know, five-step drops under center quarterback. You know, they really didn't have a solid wide receiver. It was, you know, they kind of leaned on a good running back. It, it just – I think there's a lot of work for Luke Fickle to do. I think he's up for it. I think he can do it. Yeah, um, he's still the North Carolina's our
0: offensive coordinator.
1: Yeah, I, I think that there's going to be some – but there's just going to have to be a growing period, and it's going to be this year. They're going to have to change things. And you're going to have to go through the offense and root out the guys that aren't going to be able to pick up this new offense that aren't so suited for it. Um, but like I said, when I saw Wisconsin being picked to finish, you know, first on their side of the conference, I was like, I don't know about that. So uh, I think I'll go with Wisconsin on this one.
2: Um, I'll throw in one, and I already talked about them. Tennessee. I've seen Tennessee, I think it was ESPN's early top – 25 rankings and they're ranked number 11. That was that was a team. I mean, yeah, they play I, they caught lightning in a bottle last year with Hooker and some really good receivers. And um I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to say that Milton might not be a completely different and better quarterback, but I don't know if they're a top 10 team. I can tell you that right now and I I think their schedule is going to give them some trouble too. And you know, for one one Nick Saban is going to be ready to jam drop a bomb on them this year <laughs> after yeah. losing last year. And I hope Napier is too. All right. Well, that's, that's all our Facebook questions for the week. Yes sir. All right, got a few from the from the Twitter machine. Uh, Clifford Abernathy. <clears throat> Who is quarterback 2? Do you think Max can get that spot over Miller? I believe we're probably all in agreement that 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 would be very unlikely. I mean, Jack, Jack, this is Jack's second year in the system. Um, I and I think the staff likes Jack as a whole. I just don't think he they have as much faith in them as he as they do Mertz right now. <clears throat> um okay, where I missed lost the other question here. Okay, Jay Stubbins, thanks for sending in your questions, Jay. Who do you want to be a breakout player that no one is talking about I would love f- for it to be Marcus Burke because kid went for almost went from almost off the team to having a decent spring game so I'm gonna let both of y'all answer that one player one breakout player that no one is talking about cj
1: uh I, I would love for it to be Jaden Hill like I, I would I, I, dude if Jaden Hill could show up and be a great player that would help us out so much. Um, <laughs> you know, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, and I i don't think anybody's ever like really talking about him being that kind of guy, because I don't think any of us expect it, but we, we need help like in the secondary. So he's, he's a guy that if he did have a breakout season, that would be awesome. That would help us out. Um, maybe now he's finally ready. Maybe now he's finally healthy enough to, to do the damn thing. Um, so Jaden Hill would, would be my guy.
0: Wes? you to know who my guy is he's going to be Fraer the wide receiver uh, i think he can be a a big target uh for mertz uh i don't think we have a, a lot of really tall receivers and i think he has the, the ability to be a big body guy somebody you can use in the red zone uh to go up and make some tough catches a uh, possession type receiver uh that that somebody that can help ricky out you know I, of course I, always, I told you guys i don't want to see our freshman. Uh, out there if, they, if, they, if they're they the better guy but uh, I wouldn't mind because I, when I saw him high point the ball a couple times last year he did it at a really 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 elite level and and you love that I'm not calling him DeAndre Hopkins but it, when I saw him high point the ball it reminded me of that um
2: yeah Jay and you said Marcus Burke and that's actually a guy that I had talked about in the last in last week that I thought would you know, could possibly have a great season. So I'm gonna go in a different direction and I'm gonna go with Miguel Mitchell. I really think um, Mitchell is not a guy we talk a lot about, almost at all. Um, but has a chance, I think, to be a very good downhill safety for us. Um and another guy to keep an eye on is Nunnery, the linebacker transfer from Houston. I think I think that young man is gonna surprise a lot of people too. I think you're gonna see him in a lot of coverage situations and he's a very, very good coverage linebacker. So I think he's going to be a really good ad that a lot of people in the season are going to be like, wait a minute, where did this kid come from? You know, because he didn't make, he wasn't one of our more notable transfers as far as that goes. And a lot and a lot of people may not even realize who the kid is yet, but I think he's going to do really well for us. Um. Last question we had was from Lucas Lucas Asked, how many commits do you guys think we get coming out of the barbecue? And by that, I mean, how many kids attending the event will end up Gators in the end? That's kind of the same question we answered a second ago, Lucas. Um, I don't really have an exact number for you, but I'm sure it'll be a handful by the time all is said and done. Whether it be, you know, three, four, maybe even five. Because like I said, the board is going to continuously change between now and next cycle. So. Hopefully one, at least one for this 24, uh, you know, this 2024 class and then at least a handful in the next year's class. All right, guys. It's time to talk about this week's community question. And boy, y'all blew this one up. CJ really was in his bag this week asking the community question. (laughs) (laughs) This was probably our most interacted with question that we had asked at this time. Who's, who's the best high school football player you saw play in person? Now, this was supposed to be like a one-person answer, but some of y'all really have seen a lot of high school football. Um, So we got a lot of answers to cover. I'm not going to cover them all because it's just some is way too much. <laughs> um, Let's start running down some of these, though. Coach Korn says, Earl Everett. Played at South Sumter. Played quarterback, running back, safety, linebacker. He did it all. Wes, that's your neck of the woods, ain't it?
0: What was his name?
2: Earl Everett.
0: Oh. (laughs) Played at
2: South Sumter. No. No? Is That might be another Sumter that I'm missing here. Yeah. Tyrone Shields said Ike Hilliard. Played against him in high school. Smooth as silk. He is one of the reason – <clears throat> this Louisiana boy became a UF fan. <clears throat> Excuse me. Coach Clay says, Theatric C4 was beast, man. JC says, Troy Davis. Sauce. Shout out to you, Sauce, for always listening and always supporting us. Sauce has a, a list of individuals. Nick Marshall, Omar Hunter, Derrick Henry, Jared Davis, Evan Ingram, Josh Nesbitt, Chris Dunham, Durham, not Dunham, I can't read. And Timmy Jernigan, to name a few. Sauce watches a lot of high school football. Shout out to you, Sauce. Brandon Connell says Chris Rainey. Jeremy Thorson says probably Cortland Finnegan or Greg Carr. That's some good names. G. Herrick says Santa Fe Adrian Peterson. Ooh, I bet Adrian Peterson was fun to watch in high school. Micah Pounder said Chris Leak. Nice, nice. Preston Walsh says Jalen Carter, Jeff Sims, LJ McCray, currently, and Zay Mincy, Tay Williams, Lorenzo Lingard, Travis Johnson, Carson Beck, Marcus Burt, Brandon Jennings. I'll cap it at 10. Preston, you watch a lot of Jacksonville football. That's for sure. Fan Josh, Tebow, Brandon James, underrated Tony Stewart, my top three. Jed Keel, Siobhan Walker, and Terrence Cody. Big Terrence Cody. Mount Cody. Yes. Ethan, Anthony Richardson by far. I bet he was. Swamp Music, Emmett Smith. Man, Swamp, you might be the one guy listening to this older than me, brother. You watched Emmett in high school. That's a, that's a way backer right there. Tarenko Sr. played, saw, and played against Tebow. How cool would that have been, man? Casual fan, 941. Noel Devine was mind-blowing. I have spent many an hours watching Noel Devine's highlights on YouTube. I have to agree with you there, man. Tim Hester says Charlie Ward. Dog fan, 10. Oh. Le- Roy Butler, Emmett Smith, Anquan Bolden, Robert Pollard, and Lamar Lewis. All right. Kevin Moore. Tim Couch. There's a good one. Man, I Tim Couch. Point Blank. Eric Berry's younger brother, Evan Berry. Up there at Creekside, I believe he yep. was. Creek yes, Side. sir. All right. T-Rev. Nigel Brennan. BJ Daniels and Melvin Ray. Man, there's so many of these guys. Y'all are killing us. Koopa. Darren McFadden. Man, I bet Darren McFadden was fun to watch in high school, too, man. He was... So fun in Dane College. Dustin Curley said, Timmy came in during state playoffs and absolutely wrecked my NSB defense on bu- on a bum ankle. I remember when he, was, I think it was a broken ankle he did all that. <laughs> all right. Keith Tetstone says, CJ Spiller. Cool, cool. Steve says, Channing Crowder. All right. Connor Davis says, Anthony Richardson. Dave Wampler says Tiki and Rondé Barber. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Your Gator Bait 88 says Quinnen Williams and Bo Nix. Bozaf Nix. All right. Hayden Sinard says Trevor Lawrence. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. Got to go to the quote t- the tweets for a few more. There's a good bunch of those. My God, I don't, I don't think I'm gonna get to all of them, but we're gonna we're gonna give it a run here. Big Ron says Matt Elam or Nutsky Richardson. Man, I remember Nut. Uh, Caleb Colossus says Alec Ogletree. Man, I got a scroll here. Acuna for for MVP. That's damn right. You're damn right, Acuna for MVP. <laughs> Chris Conley or Lorenzo Corder. Okay, Adam Lewis says Anquan Bolden. Let me ride through there. Jones says Percy, Allen, Trey. He didn't give any last names, but, I mean, we know who most of those guys are. Gator Blake, 92, said King Henry in high school. No one else could come close. Callahan people drove to his games just to see him. Thanks, Will Muschamp.
1: Linebacker.
2: <laughs> Vivo Rico Suave, you know who you are. Said Tyree Kill, Robert Nimkendici, M- M- and Greg Reed. Greg Reed was uh, Valdosta, wasn't he? Uh, CJ, I
1: believe was, so. Yeah. Was it was it Lowndes or Valdosta?
2: Man, I can't. Remember. He was right there in that Camden County area. I don't know. Remember what school he was at? Keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. Uh oh, Herbo said Roman Reigns. Ah, Joseph in Joseph Anna White, former um, defensive tackle at Georgia Tech. In case y'all didn't know, trivia question out here today. That's right. Atlas Pendergrass says, Saquon. My God. Forklift Certified Nick says, Jamie Harper, John Brantley, Jacoby McDaniel, and Chris Thompson. Andre Whitfield. Winfield. Sorry, Andre. I know your name. Jamie Harper, Travis Blanks, Andrew Bowie. Tyler Corns, Reggie Nelson. I bet I know Reggie was electric. Ryan, Nick Chubb was a problem. Justin Fields looks like he could throw the ball out of uh, Cobolese Stadium with ease. I don't know if I've seen anybody make the game look as easy as Trevor Lawrence did at Cartersville. <laughs> I guarantee you, man. Uh, just a few more here. I'm going to read off. My goodness. Vari said the. The Yuli Bulldozer, that being one Derek Henry again. Thank you again, Will Muschamp. We're just going to keep, you know, saying it. <laughs> Anthony Beck, a.k.a. Ace Wade. Ace, make sure y'all check out his podcast. Players I watched in person, John Dents and Glenn Coffee. Players he I co- played against, Trent Richardson, Louis Porf- nah, Purifoy, DJ Petaway, and Eddie Williams. Dh says Lito Shepard, Christopher Zahn says Noel Devine, Travis Benjamin, Dalvin Cook, and Javon Pugh, and Jordan Bowman says Zamir White. All right, guys, I think I think I've read enough. I'm a little tired here. West, you got any good ones on Facebook?
0: Yeah, Charlie Sapp said Willie McClendon. Uh, Edgar said he played against him. Uh, he think he was so hard to wrap up. Lucas kind of uh, threw me off. He said, did not see him play in person, but I would go with Marty Gilliard. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he said he went to his school. Okay. Uh, and then Jimmy Rolla, Jimmy Robinson. Uh, Gay Odom said Will Anderson. Uh, Dutchtown, Ooh. Alabama. Oh, yeah, that. uh, that's
2: Dutchtown. That's up in uh, McDonough, Georgia. Mm-hmm. That, that's close to where my son played.
0: He said it took three guys to block him, and they were in five A school in Central GA.
1: Georgetown
0: uh, Bulldogs, baby. Tom Noble said John Williams from uh, Palaka, Florida. Ryan Gurdon said he went to school with Ryan Pickett, absolute terror on the D line, unblockable. Reggie Can, uh, Canenzo said Andre Cooper, Fletch High, one grab one hand grab sixty yard TD while diving. Dude was unstoppable. Uh Bernard Bernie Flood said uh Jeff Dempse and Jonathan Harrison out of South Lake. Uh Jed Kiel said Siobhan Walker and Terrence Cody. Uh Richard Coma said Driscoll at uh, against Lakeland. Uh Janet Maul said Messiah Robinson from Mar- Marriott Island High School. Uh already eight hours, so that that's somebody that they want that's in high school now, that they want to be a gator. Uh, Paul Demere said Terrell Pryor Charlie Taylor said Fred Taylor and Wilbur Marshall uh, Bo Dahl said Jacob Tammy. Uh, he said that my boys played with him all the way through high school through Pee Wee to high school uh, Gary Barker said Seatrick Faison Tim Scott said Emmett Smith Virgil Gasky said he played against Chris Rainey Thomas Johnson said Emmett Smith and Kenny Stabler uh, Owen Ferguson said Justin Hayes he was, he's a freshman yeah. Alabama now third-best running back in the country, and third-best pro, prospect regardless of position in Georgia. Jim Padgett said Steve Spurrier. Wow, wow. you've seen Steve play in high school. Uh, Go Gators, <laughs> David Anderson said Trevor Lawrence. Ted Fitzgeorge said Elvis Peacock. Of course, he said, I only saw him from behind. <laughs> 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 Justin Condaro said Paul I was having But pause. Uh, Justin Condaro said A-Rod in the in Little League does Little Leaf count? Uh, Casey Nance said he grew up with Chris Rainey and the Pouncey Twins. They like family, enjoyed those boys opening that hole and Chris hauling his ass off down the field. Lakeland dreadnoughts. Michael Letterman said he went to school with Heath Schuler uh, when the old ball coach was recruiting him while at Florida's, while he was still at Duke. Mark Baddell said Derrick Henry, linebacker. Uh, Wanda <laughs> Herbert said Barney Bussey. Justin Woods said probably Tebow. Uh, he said his high school broke Tebow's leg. Uh, Garrett yep. Taft played against Richie Richardson. And Philip uh, Coleman said Matt Fryer from Live Oak. Uh, Sean McDonald said Xavier Lee. And the last one is from Larry Harrington. He said Danny Wolf.
2: Goodness.
1: All right. CJ, who's the best one you've, you've seen? I I'm, I don't I'll say I'll say this first. I saw uh Cam Newton when he was at Westlake. We played them in the second round of the playoffs back in would have been what oh six, oh seven. Um yeah. but Cam Cam got hurt like early in the game. That was his last high school game. Um so I, I really don't want to count Cam because I didn't get to watch him play. Um but if I'm gonna say somebody I actually watched play, Damien Pierce. I watched I watched enough of, of damn Damian Pierce because Damian Pierce went to Bainbridge, and Bainbridge is one of our rival high schools. It's just right up the road. It's just on the other side of right before – you know, it's the biggest town you're going to go through till you get to Dothan. Um, and we played against Damian Pierce. I, his <laughs> senior year, we went over there to play them, and Damian Pierce, I think, scored five touchdowns in the first quarter. He absolutely ran through us. He broke Herschel Walker's rushing record for the state. I mean, Damian Pierce, as far as like a football player, absolutely was unstoppable. You, you chased him up and down the field all night. Um, you know, the best you could do was like, on one year we held him to 100 yards. You know, he was going to get his. You, you weren't going to stop him. Um, so Damian Pierce is up there. And I'll throw one more. Uh, Rajon Neal, when he was at Sandy Creek, came down and played us in the playoffs and gave us all we can handle and then some. Rajon Neal doesn't get a lot of credit, but, man, when he, when he was in high school, he tore us up. We couldn't stop Rajon Neal to save our lives. He was committed to Mississippi State at the time, but he ended up flipping and going to Tennessee. But, man, <laughs> you talk about a guy that you just could not – couldn't stop. He just ran up and down the field on you all night.
0: Wes? Who's yours? Yeah, I, uh, I named two guys. I played against in high school. Um, one went to Oklahoma. His name was Alan Patrick. He played at Conway down here in South Carolina. Uh, that. He left, I think, a year before they played us in the championship. We uh, had a 1,000 yards, I believe it last year. Dude was a monster. When we played them. We ran, we ran the wing T back then, and they just ran power eye. But what I'm talking about, just smash mouth, lineup, eye formation, big, Running. He ran tall like Eric Dickerson, and he was a load to bring. I, I was glad I was playing DB. I told my linebacker on my side, I'll shove everything back inside of you. I was not hitting that son of a gun. He was big, and he was carrying it. Uh, the other one was uh, some people might know him. Uh, his name was Savell Newton. Uh, he played at uh, USC. He was a quarterback down here, and that was the first time I was on the field with anybody, and I just thought, this is the best athlete i ever seen. He, he was Vic ish with being able to scramble like Lamar, like how he was Lamar Jackson in high school. And I was like, wow. And I think he played with um, what his name, what's the old guy name, right before Spurrier left, I mean, Kane, Lou Holtz and Lou Holtz didn't know how to <laughs> use him. <laughs> he, think he had him playing wires. he was a, he was a crazy good athlete, but uh, the, the kid was phenomenal. He, he, he was like that in high school. Um uh, it was no catching on when he scrambled
2: yeah um mine i've already i've talked about mine on this show before i you know I played against heinz Ward all from middle school through high school, <clears throat> and i've like I've called him on here before he was the fastest slow guy I've ever seen in my life. He played quarterback, he returned kicks, he returned punts um you thought you had attack on him, you thought you had an angle it was it was like oh yeah he's he's not um he's not getting by and then all of a sudden you were looking he was 10 yards past you down the field just slippery fast like it was just weird how he could he was just in another gear at that at that age than the rest of us were it was ridiculous and you knew he was you know we were getting blown out at halftime my my junior year of high school he was a senior and you know my coach comes in and he's like guys there ain't nothing Ain't nothing shameful about playing, losing to this guy. You're going to watch him play on Saturdays next year and probably a blow, you know further down the road. And sure enough, you watched him play at Georgia, and then you watched him be a Super Bowl MVP for the Steelers. So really cool to say that I was able to do that. I watched my son play against multiple kids up in the, in the Atlanta area, against uh, Will Anderson being one of them as well. But Hines beats
1: all I ever saw,
2: man. That guy was just unbelievable.
1: I'll guys. throw out I'll throw out oh, one more. Oh, I'll throw oh, out CJ one Scott, more. He got he gonna do one more. I'm gonna throw out one more because I just love high school football so much because he it's like like I love this stuff. But I saw uh Lee County had Aubrey Solomon. Ah and, and Aubrey Solomon, we 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 took all five guys on the offensive line and just focused on Aubrey Solomon and damned it if he didn't still get through. Uh, I, I don't know whatever happened with Aubrey Solomon, why he didn't work out, because if you watched him in high school, you'd swore up and down that guy was going to be an NFL All-Pro. That kid right there, he was bigger than everybody else. He was faster than everybody else. You could not stop him. He killed He killed Jake Fromm when they played Houston County. Jake Fromm was on his back all damn night, and, and that dude was just something else. Like I, I don't think I've, I've ever seen a guy, dominate on the D line like Aubrey Solomon. I said, I don't know what happened. Like I don't know if if it was just the coaches didn't understand what they had, but when I watched him play in high school, that kid was something else. Like real quick, CJ, let
2: me let me throw you a curveball before we jump. Who's the best high school baseball player you've seen? Buster Posey. God, I guess that one was pretty easy. That, wasn't that's it? that's not
1: even Buster Posey played at uh, Leesburg, and he would come over here. Then he went to Florida State. Buster Posey was all that in a bag of chips. Like as far as you watch, if you oh, watch no, a you, guy play, you, I, as I, soon I, as I, you I, said I,
2: it, I knew. Yeah, that's
1: <laughs> it, Buster Posey was was it? Like it, like there was no no stopping that kid. By far, yeah. not a question. I've seen Hurston Waldrop play. Um, you know, he he's got that chance to now to do that. But when you watch when you watched Buster Posey come up the bat, nine times out of ten, he was sending that thing out of the yard. You weren't touching Buster Posey. He made that game look easy at that. He, oh yeah, he was. He was like you were. It was legit. You were legit watching a guy playing on is, rookie. Yeah, he's an MLB all-star and he's playing high school baseball. He's that kind. It was just like, if, if I t- didn't tell you, you took all the numbers away. You took the names off their back and I set you down. I said, I want you to tell me which one of these guys is going to be playing in the MLB. You could point right to Buster Posey.
2: So awesome. Guys, thank you so much for sending in all these responses, man. Like I said, y'all, y'all blew the community question out of the water as far as interactions go this week. I mean, we had like 40,000 views let alone on the question itself on Twitter. So just absolutely awesome. And thank you to everyone for continuing to grow, not only our Twitter community, but our Facebook community. I mean, we've had tons of new people join our Facebook group in the last few weeks um, and the the private chat that we have going on for that. We appreciate all of y'all. If you haven't already, just search it on Facebook. Respect our decision. You know, a Gator podcast and more easy to find. Um, you know free to join no no uh, acceptance needed We, we we love all the gators that want to join to join it and we post all kinds of stuff like that west post videos all the time we have other guys that contribute a lot of information or if you don't do the facebook thing you're just on twitter make sure you're following us at respect our dcn check us out there and we always post news there as well as well as we always post in those two locations our questions for the week. If you'd like to throw us a question for next week's episode, or if you're on YouTube watching this, just drop it down below, man, and we'll read it right out of the comments. We appreciate all of y'all so much for all your interactions as always, man. Thank you so much. Hope y'all have a great week. Football is almost here, guys. Stay strong. We've almost made it, guys. Until then, go Gators. Go Gators.
0: Go Gators.